Welcome back to the Fat Boy Fantasy Football Podcast. It is I, the Fat Boy, here with my good friend, Xavier. What hello, up? Hello. How you doing, Mr. Late Birthday Boy? I'm doing good. It was a good birthday. It was a good How's weekend. How's it going to be 18? Uh, I'm finally legal. You can finally, uh, what do 18 what do year olds do? Leave the house. <laughs> Go to school run still. away. Can run away. Run away from the baby. Run away. Well, uh, we're a quarter of the way through the season now. How are your fantasy teams looking? Um, uh, well, I don't have any undefeated. I got but, a handful of undefeated teams. Just saying. But uh, they're mostly positive. Yeah, it's always Most, good to hear. They're mostly positive. One is even. And then one, I haven't had a win in. But I didn't draft that team. We're just going to – we're not even going to talk about that. <laughs> I'm just saying my tanking team won a game this week. So <laughs> I wanted to win one game in that league. I pulled it off early. Almost had another win week two. So uh, that's apparently a team I shouldn't have been tanking with. But we're here now. I got 15 first-round draft picks. I'll be fine. <laughs> but in the meantime – uh, we'll go review our a start, sit, stud, and bust candidates of last week. Uh, for myself, I had told people to start C.J. Stroud versus Pittsburgh. Ended up with a solid 28 points. Uh, to be able to sit Aaron Jones against Detroit, I was pretty spot on there as well. He only ended up with 2.9. Uh, my stud of the week was Jamar Chase. He kind of played to expectations, I guess you could say, with a 14-point game. And then I said that the Miami backfield was going to bust. I was half right. Mostert only ended up with five and a half. But A-Chan ended up with 28. How did your picks look last week, sir? Uh, let's see. I My stud was Christian McCaffrey, so that absolutely hit. Smash. Um, sit, Darren Waller hit. Bust, Dallas Goddard hit. Uh, and then I said if he plays Christian Watson, I guess it hit because he had a touchdown. Um, I mean, he was on a snap count, so he really didn't get too much playing time. But. I mean, yeah, okay, I, I see that as a hit then. So if 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 he was on a if he was on a snap count, and he still managed to get uh two receptions, twenty five yards, and a touchdown, that's ten and a half, ten and a half points. I guess you're not mad at that, right? I mean, it's you're kind of wanting to see it out since that was his first came back, and yeah. with the touchdown, he. Tried to drop it, I swear. But <laughs> I saw that. But uh, in the meantime, uh, we'll kind of do a quicker review of week four. Um, what was your biggest takeaway from this past week? My biggest takeaway. Um, Let's see. I'm looking at all the games. The Bills are them. I really thought it was going to be like a – I really thought it was going to be like a bigger shootout, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a, a closer game. And also, C.J. Stroud is him. He's looking like, even in redraft, he's looking like if you have if you have like a Jalen Hurts or if you have like a really good quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, and you have C.J. Stroud, I think if C.J. Stroud puts up another game like that for another week, then you can think about if you want to be ballsy and go all in, or if you have a losing record, you can think about, okay, I'm going to sell my number one quarterback on my team. I'm just going to stream C.J. Stroud on there. If he's on the waivers, you pick him up, and you're like, F it. 
I'm selling Jalen Hurts for I'm selling Patrick Mahomes for this that. Um, let's see. Well, uh, I'd say even with C.J. Stroud, uh, he's someone that could still be on waivers in a lot of leagues. Yeah, yeah, um, he he was on waivers in some of my leagues. Uh, only forty-two percent of people are started, or only thirty-seven percent started him last week, uh, because they don't listen in. If they would listen in, I would they would have known to start him. But uh, <laughs> he's getting to that uh, QB one conversation. Yeah, to where. Uh, if you drafted him in a dynasty league, he's probably going to be a starting quarterback for you here shortly. If you're in a super flex, he already is a starting quarterback, most likely. Yep. And uh, every time we see a rookie play, oh, look, they're doing this, that, and the other things. We've been kind of spoiled this year, especially with uh, CJ Stroud as well as Puka, who came out of nowhere. Yeah. But CJ Stroud now has the second most passing yards of the first four games uh, to start a career. And uh, he's also one of the first quarterbacks to average 300 yards a game, as well as throw zero picks in their first four games to start their career, too. Yeah. So, pretty elite numbers, to say the least. Um, of course, we could we would love to see more touchdowns, but that's going to come with time. And correction, he only scored 21 points if he had four-point touchdowns or 25 if he have uh, six-point touchdowns. So, still a smash for my numbers. Um, for me personally, it looks like the Rams made a really good choice in trading away Cam Akers, given they traded him away for pocket change and a piece of lint. Uh, the Buccaneers might be a sleeper team to make some noise in the postseason just due to their defense because they are balling out and uh, Baker Mayfield is playing like he is a game manager, and that's all you really need whenever you have a defense that is as stable as the Buccaneers' defense. Are my two uh, biggest takeaways. And the Eagles are still looking pretty weak. They did squeak out the victory in order to remain undefeated. But a lot of people were talking about that it's not going to be an easy road, especially since they do have that first-place division or first-place in their division schedule. And... uh the Eagles might not be able to repeat as NFC champions. How, what's your uh, opinion on the Eagles so far? Um, I think fantasy football wise, it's it's great. And then if you're a fan, you're kind of scared. Um, they're after the Jets in two weeks. They're gonna have the Dolphins. Then they're gonna have. I I saw their schedule. It was it was a pretty hard schedule. But after that, they have a. Uh, they have the Commanders again, and later um, the Cowboys. That that'll that should be a hard one. Well, they're gonna have the Cowboys twice. Next yeah. in the next four weeks, they have Rams, Jets, Dolphins, and Commanders again. So we'll see if Cooper Cup plays. How that dynamic will potentially look this week. I said if he doesn't play next week, he'll for sure play. Or if he doesn't play this coming up week, he'll for sure play the week after next, I guess you could say, against the Jets week six. But um, the back end of that Eagles secondary is looking relatively weak without Gardner Johnson back there. Uh, Kazir White also left, if I'm not mistaken. It's uh, They're filling in a lot of holes, to say the least, on defense. Yeah, um, I'm looking at their schedule. Week 11, Chiefs. Week 12, Bills. Week 13, 49ers. 
That's going to be tough later in the year. Week 14, Cowboys. So they sh they need to worry about being healthy. <laughs> and then my last question about this, I guess, even just for the rest of the season. If you're the Bengals, what are you doing at this point? Like, you just paid your quarterback a large contract. And this past week, you lose 27-3 to the Titans. And it's looking really rough. You're starting out one and three. Uh, Joe Burrow hasn't been fully healthy all year. I mean, what's the deal? What what should if you were the GM? What would you do? I'm saying Joe Burrow, you're going on IR, and we're gonna throw in the backup quarterback. And T Higgins is out for he's probably out for at least two games. I know it was like a well, he's saying he's probably gonna play, but might try to I play with a broken rib. Uh, Same with wide receivers, they go put on that flak jacket that a lot of quarterbacks wear, and he should be fine on that regard. But I mean, that's a broken rib. It don't feel great getting hit, but I mean, I don't I think know. he'll be. Fine. I would try to. I would try to sit Joe Burrow if your franchise quarterback is going out there injured and he's not playing at a hundred percent, and in turn you're risking long term. You're risking the you know you just signed a, yeah you you just signed a big contract like. It's all right, you know. We can – if you come back in a few weeks and they can still inch in the playoffs and, the you know, there's still a chance. I mean – I mean, it's still early like, in the season, but time yeah. is ticking whenever you have a one and three record. But the thing is, you should have started on IR, dummy. That's mm -hmm. the thing. Then we wouldn't – then you would still probably be one and three. You know, you could have squeaked out a win and still be one and three. Rather than still playing injured, and he would he if he was on IR, he'd probably be uh be feeling better. He'd probably when he comes back, he'd be fully healthy. But now it's a little it not it's not too far later, but now it's a little later. And yeah, he's yet to throw for over three hundred yards this year. Uh, he only had two touchdowns against Baltimore. The rest of them, he has thrown up a good old donut in the touchdown column. And passing number wise, he's shooting at about fifty eight percent, if I had to guess. Just doing some quick maths in my head, so he's uh not the efficient Joe Burrow we are used to seeing. Yeah, but uh, we will go ahead and start out with our uh, picks of the week for the start, sit, stud, and bust. So, who do you start in this week? So, my start of the week is going to be Garrett Wilson. Um, no particular reason. It's only the it's Broncos. It's to me. You don't got to lie to me. It's only the Broncos. But uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, everyone was scared to start him the other day against the Chiefs. I was too, but ended up looking not too bad. Um, the Chiefs were playing like poop. I guess Patrick Mahomes was the only one playing like poop. But uh, at the same time, you saw – Zach Wilson go out there and actually sling that thing pretty decently. So like a, he looked like an NFL quarterback. It's wild. I was like, who is that guy? But uh, I guess he started. He's finally starting to learn the offense. He's finally starting to get some game sense within him. Uh, if that continues and that carries on into the Broncos game, I see. I see Garrett Wilson going for 15 PPR. I mean, that'd be pretty good. He had. Uh, what did he have? 
a good few receptions. I think he had like seven or eight. <clears throat> Let's see. Yeah. Oh, he had nine receptions. Jeez. Nine receptions for 60 yards. Um, I mean, he also had 14 targets, too. It's all about the volume, especially if you're just doing uh, fantasy football. If you're doing if you're PPR, just... it's great. Oh, yeah. If if you're getting that, then you're happy to start Garrett Wilson. If if he's just getting the targets, if he's just getting the receptions, you're just happy to start him, and that'll be my start. It was just like this week with uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, he didn't <sighs> get much of any yards, but he did get 13 receptions. Yeah, he had the most receptions. <laughs> he had more receptions Thir than their whole wide receivers than everyone else. Yeah, he had 13 receptions for 33 yards. Yep. PPR, that's great. Standard, you're a little upset. But with that being said, my start this week is going to be Logan Thomas against Chicago. Um, whenever you're streaming the tight end position, unless you have the Travis Kelseys, the Hawkinsons, the uh, Mark Andrews, you're just looking for the guy that's going to fall into the end zone. I think this guy that falls into the end zone this week that could be on waivers. Uh, if I had to guess a line, probably about four for 30 with a touchdown. If you could get 13 points out of the tight end of how scarce and how much of a desert it is uh, within the past few years, that's just all you're really looking for at this point. Yeah. Um, just to go into my sit this week is actually going to be Damian Pierce against Atlanta. That Atlanta defense, or run defense at least, has looked pretty studly to say the least with all their investment they spent on their defensive uh, side of the ball, bringing in Jesse Bates, who's a good run-stuffing safety from time to time. Uh, their D-tackles are great. Kalias Campbell was a great addition to be able to hold down the middle for him. Uh, they held Travis Etienne last week to 20 carries for 55 yards. Uh, I just don't see the game script favoring Damian Pierce at this point to go crazy. Like I'd see him getting maybe six to eight points this week. Yeah. And just kind of falling in right there. But how about you? Who's your sit of the week? Um, well, to piggyback off that a little bit, I really thought Damian Pierce was going to come into this year uh, doing what he did last year, continuing what he did last year, but I guess not. And I really didn't see like people were saying Devin Singletary was going to come in there and, get all this work i mean i was like no i don't really see devin singletary doing all all of anything i mean he's really not but he's a I change mean, of pace back that did really well in buffalo just to be yeah. able to get a couple of receptions here and there that's all he's really doing now yeah uh, this but... past week devin singletary threw for a touchdown that's the only way he got in the <laughs> zone yeah. but only seven carries and then one reception for 11 yards while damian pierce had 24 carries and one reception for 27 yards, as well as a 60% snap share this week for Damian Pierce. Yeah, and then at the same time last year, Texans were more of a run team. Now that you're seeing C.J. Stroud come out of his shell a little bit, they're going to be, a, in my opinion at least, they're more of a passing team now that you see Nico Collins and uh, Tank Dell getting all that work. I mean, but... Nico's looking like a beast right now. Yeah, oh yeah. I really hope Damian Pierce edges out a little more and does some more, but I do agree with that sit. Um, my sit is going to be the Vikings backfield, um, obviously, probably, but 
Not just that. I mean, they're going against the Chiefs. They Chiefs. have. Oh, yeah. There's no way. There's just no way. I, I, there's nothing more to say on that, to be honest. After Chris Jones came back, the Chiefs have been a sneakily pretty good defense. Oh, yeah. Like, I, like they've been, given they haven't had, you know, the greatest the quarterbacks going up against them so far this year. But they have still been able to shut down teams pretty effectively, or at least be able to limit what you can do. So far, they have played Detroit, which, of course, they lost without Chris Jones. They played Jacksonville, had a pretty solid game against them. Chicago, woo, Justin Fields. And then the Jets. Um, this game might be one of their bigger uh, competitions in the passing game, at least. But I don't see the run game getting started either. Yeah, I mean, and the Vikings have the battle of mid with Alexander Madison and Cam Akers You over do there. not slander Cam Akers' name like <laughs> that. That so, is my man. I mean, is Alexander Madison trying now? I mean, he had 17 carries for 95 yards. It's not terrible, but uh, yeah, still the battle of mid. And it's also not great either. Yeah, I mean, even given they were playing the Panthers this week, and they're looking like they are a top pick candidate, even though they traded away their first round pick next year already. So uh, Chicago's looking really good on that end of the deal. But um, who's your uh, stud this week, sir? Um, my stud this week is going to be Devon A. Chain. Um, Oh, you're hopping on the A train. Yeah, or A-chan. Sorry. <laughs> Put some respect on his name. Yeah, they're going to be going against the Giants. Uh, I expect them to be up early and then shoot the clock out with some runs. That's pretty much it. So with this Miami backfield, do you worry about if you have one of them, do you ever worry about the other one potentially having the week that you want from, like, say you have Mostert and A-chain goes off this week. Do you worry that the next week is going to be flipped? Or do Yeah, you think that the backfield is a chance to lose? I think I think you are worried uh, until you see more work come through for Achan, because they are, I guess they are talking about Achan's going to get more work, but you're going to be scared until you see it, you know. Right. Achan had uh, eight carries. Raheem Moser had seven. I mean, they're not really carrying that much, but um, it, as long as you get Achan the ball. He had he's so fast. He just had he always has the chance and he has the the breakaway and he has the broken tackle ability or the ability to break tackles. He always has the chance to break away for a big run. So as Well, long it's also as he's with getting A-chan, the ball too. Like, uh, whenever he was at A&M last year, he averaged, like, 23, 24 carries a game. Yeah. So even being a smaller back, he was still playing, like, a workhorse back that's Yeah. weighing in at 5'11", 230, Yeah. given he's at a 5'8", like, 190 frame, just burning people down the sideline. But yeah, I could definitely see A-chan having a good game. I don't see Roaster having a good game. They could both have Yeah. a good game. They could be another Yep. 40, 50-point game for both of them. Who knows? Light, lightning and thunder. Uh, it's more like lightning and more lightning at this point. So, <laughs> Mostert's not exactly a power back himself. But with that being said, my stud this week is going to be Anthony Richardson against Tennessee. Uh, I don't see them, Tennessee at least, stopping anything in the secondary. I feel like this is going to be a day where Michael Pittman just gets peppered with targets since he wasn't able to get much started this past week against the Rams. And 
I could see Richardson falling in the end zone once or twice on a little run, whether it be from five yards, 50 yards out. He's a threat everywhere on the field. But that's my person that I am putting my stamp of approval on this week. Then my bust of the week. Sorry, Cowboys fans. Uh, I believe that C.D. Lamb is going to have a big letdown game. Uh, they're playing the Niners. I just think the Niners are in a game playing him out and try to make Dak Prescott either beat him with Tony Pollard, which I don't even see Tony Pollard really getting much started against this defense because that front seven is nasty. And I just think they're going to make Dak beat him with Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup or whoever else they have at wide receiver. I just Jake don't see Ferguson. <laughs> I mean, he seven for seven for 77 yards. The angel numbers. <laughs> But I just don't see CeeDee Lamb being the person that if the Cowboys win this week, it's not going to be in CeeDee Lamb's hands. I could see him having a five, six point game this week. Do you think it's going to be a low scoring game? Fairly low scoring. I wouldn't say it's going to be less than 30, but I would probably put the total, if I had to do it over under 37. So a little 21 to 14, 21 17 kind of game. But yeah, that is if as long as. Dak doesn't throw eight million picks, so it'll be relatively even, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but who's your bust this week? Uh, my bust is going to be James Conner. He's been looking good, uh, like better than I better than I thought. I don't know if he's been looking better than you thought. Did you think he was going to do pretty good? I mean, I knew he was going to be a workhorse. He was definitely a target that I had in zero RB strategies that I was doing. Um, but. With volume, especially with people like James Conner, who do tend to get injured easily, uh, yeah. I could see an injury potentially coming. But James Conner is that volume back that people do like, and he is RB16 on the season right now, averaging about 13.5 points. Um, Bengals just, I think they have a really good uh, run defense. They've been doing really good against the run. Um, that's just my thing right there. Um it seems like even though the Bengals have been doing bad, I don't see them losing this game. If Joe Burrow plays, I think he's going to play, unfortunately. Um, but I see the the Cardinals playing from behind, and they're just going to try to throw it. I see Marquise Brown having a bigger game, or Michael Wilson even. Michael Wilson, by the way, looked good the other day. That's one of the players from my uh, tanking team that definitely balled out for me this week. So yeah, kudos on me for picking him up off the waivers. Your your tanking <laughs> tanking team, <laughs> the tanking team that's scoring two hundred points a week. It doesn't make yeah. any sense how I'm scoring this much. <laughs> I just like Ricky Bobby. I wake up and I piss excellence. That's all there can say about it. I'm just a winning machine. That's all there is. Best there ever is. Best there ever was. Best there ever is going to be. I have a question for you, actually. What's up? Did you see the Giants game and the Seahawks? The Seahawks Giants game. Last I saw night? part of it. I was at the gym so, for about half of it. Uh, Daniel Jones had no time to throw at all. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's him holding on to the ball too long, or do you think it's the offensive line? Yes. Both. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, well. Especially whenever you don't have someone like Saquon that you can just kind of dump it off to. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these defenses are keying in, uh, running a contained defense to where they can keep Daniel Jones in the pocket. It's like 
we're not gonna let you use our legs or let you use your legs. Uh, if you're gonna beat us, you're gonna beat us in the air. And so far, he has proven that that investment that the Giants have paid him is not worth it so far. Uh, last year may have been a fluke just because defenses didn't know how Brian Dable was going to use Daniel Jones yet. But so far, it's not looking too good for Vanilla Vic himself. Yeah. Um, four years, 160. 160 mil. Yeah. Yikes. It's it's looking pretty bad. They're going to need Saquon. They should have given Saquon the money. People don't want to pay running backs. Should have given Saquon more. I mean, he just wanted a little bit more than the franchise tag, and that's what he got. So we'll see what happens next year in free to see if he is able to hit it. But um, to wrap up this episode, we'll kind of do a little quick review over next week's games. Uh, for the Thursday night game, Amazon keeps getting screwed over with these Thursday night games. This <laughs> week, we have Bears and Commanders. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> anything interesting you want to say about this game? Um, I think Brian Robinson has a decent game this week. I hope, I hope Jahan Dotson has another touchdown. Um, I hope Justin Fields does good. I traded him away in one of my dynasty leagues just cause I just have the dynasty. If, if you have Justin Fields, have the dynasty discipline to send him away. I said I was going to die with the ship, but... Then you jump ship. How dare you? Then I jump ship, but I still have him in one of my other dynasty leagues. That doesn't um, matter. You're still selling your shares. You're you're not dying with the ship at all. I only had two shares. Um, but have the dynasty discipline to sell Justin Fields after that, that little peak he had against the crap Broncos. Um, you do not talk about my Broncos like that. Uh... I hope Justin Fields does good for his sake, and I hope the coaching staff gets fired. Well, I mean, this <laughs> year uh, with Justin Fields, how they were talking, almost reminds me of Jalen Hurts two years ago or three years ago. Yeah. Whenever they were talking about benching him at the end of the year, even though he was playing as a fantasy QB one, just because yeah. he had so many rushing yards. But them talking about already trying to bench Justin Fields early makes me want to jump ship a little bit just due to the fact that he might not even have a job at the end of the year. Yeah. Plus he's coming up at the end of his rookie contract too. And it is weird because you're still going to see him even like, even though he's doing bad, you're still going to see him as a low end QB one just because of the rushing upside every week. Right. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard to gauge. You're almost, you almost can't start him. Yeah. You don't want to start him. You don't feel comfortable starting him, but you almost have to start him. That's another thing. If you have Justin Fields, I would not like. It is the Justin golden Fields, handcuffs, basically. Yeah, if you have gold, if you sorry, if you have Justin Fields and you if have, you have golden handcuffs, Stroud, you need to hit me you up. CJ Stroud on the on the wire, you pick up CJ Stroud, and I would just go ahead and start CJ Stroud. So, who would you rather start in this scenario, Justin Fields or Danny Dimes? Uh, Justin Fields. If I want, if if you want even a little bit of a okay, maybe he'll do good. I'll just do Justin Fields because the rushing upside. And if you saw Daniel Jones play last night, he just he looked like a deer in the headlights. And mm-hmm. the coach was like getting mad at him on the sideline. Coach was like throwing the tablet right beside him. Like it just it, it didn't look good. It didn't look yeah. good. 
They are a team in turmoil for sure. Yeah. We don't have anything nice to say about the Bears Commanders game, so we won't say anything at all. Um, we have a London game next week, Jaguars and Bills. Uh, I don't see the Jaguars being able to put up a fight for some reason. Like this year, they've just came out flat. Uh, maybe that's when against Atlanta last week kind of jump starts them. As they were able to shut down Bijan fairly relatively besides him breaking somebody's ankles. But <laughs> they did limit Bijan to ah, never mind. He had seven yards to carry. What am I talking about? But yeah, I don't see Jacksonville getting it done this week. And but they haven't. They haven't been getting it done uh nearly as good as they were last year. It's kind of right. weird. But uh I mean, you're still hoping Calvin Ridley gets his and if you have Christian Kirk sell him high. If you have Justin Fields, you sell him for Trevor Lawrence like I did. Um, you buy low on Trevor Lawrence. Um, I still think Trevor Lawrence is going to finish as a, easily a top 10 quarterback this year. So, Yeah, I see I'm him finishing at worried. least as – I wouldn't say – you say top three? Ten. Oh, top ten. Yeah, I see him in the top eight personally. Um, Bills, I think that defense is going to limit what the Jaguars can do. Yeah. And then we'll see if Josh Allen has another 80 million touchdown performance. <laughs> but this will determine if the Bills are actually them or not, in my opinion. So I could yeah. see this being a potential playoff matchup. So. Yeah. If it's an upset, it'd be, it'd be a good one. And then Texans-Falcons, two surprisingly good defenses this year. I didn't have the Texans or the Falcons pegged as a great defense, but they're both playing, seems like, above their weight class almost. Or maybe this is just Texans and Falcons football. I mean, with D'Amico Ryans being the head coach of the Texans, he did come from the Niners. Yeah. Uh, Will Anderson's doing great as a top three pick. But do you have any special takeaways about this game? Um, Battle of high tier mid? High-tier mid. <laughs> I mean, these are both teams that could be a sneaky playoff entrant, too. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of the wild part, because I thought the Texans were idiots for trading away their first-round pick next year. So I was like, well, that's two top-five picks for the Cardinals next year. But even the Cardinals have won a game before the Panthers and the yeah. Bears, so, which is still the craziest part. Um. We'll see if Bichon still keeps taking more and more carries away from Tyler Algier. Ever since that first week of Algier, he's kind of done a whole lot of nada. Yep. And he's scored less than five points for the past three weeks. So, with that being said, Panthers and Lions, this should be a steamroll by the Lions with how the Panthers have been looking recently. Uh don't expect St. Brown to get much in the second half. So whatever he gets in the first half, be grateful for. And let's see Monty get another three touchdown game and Jameer Gibbs get eight carries again. So you have anything else to say about that game? <laughs> um, I guess you're a little scared for Bryce Young, but you're going to have to let him develop and adapt to being in the NFL. Um, I sold David Montgomery high. Um, if some people want to bite on that, let them. Uh, his his usage is is a little scary to me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're using him a little too much compared to 
I mean, and they spent a first round pick on Jameer Gibbs, and they're a just a top fifteen pick. And they were. Did you see how happy they were? They in were that pounding room? the table and excitement pounding for Jameer Gibbs and like primal yells. Just, <laughs> I mean, like primal yells. Uh, just for David Montgomery to have thirty two carries and Jameer Gibbs to have eight. It's just a little. And I know he's like the power back, but. It is a little power back don't need to be used in between the twenties. Yeah, it's a little scary of a of a of a usage to me. I think he's gonna get injured. He got injured what last week or two weeks ago, his thigh or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're gonna overuse him, I'm scared. I'm out. Um, so yeah. Um, I, I'm I just have. waiting for the Jameer Gibbs breakout game for him to be on my bench and me to be upset, but also excited that he finally had a good game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how you do it, though. You're going to have to wait till you see it, and then the next week, okay, you earned your carries, you earned your your start, so. I need his Devon A-Chain game, or A-Chain game. <laughs> need him to drop 60 on somebody's head. No, then you're going to be mad you didn't start him. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, he broke out now, so I can use him now. <laughs> yeah. If not, I'm trading him high. But uh, next up, Titans-Colts. Uh, we'll see if Derrick Henry can still get more than 50% of the snap share because he is still being limited for some reason. Uh, he's at 48, 71, 38, 59% of the snap shares respectively over the past four games. It just seems like if it's a negative game script, Derrick Henry is out. If it's a positive game script, he's in. And if he's out, of course, Ty J Spears gets a lot of the snap percentage himself. Yeah, but- I'm... Me personally, I'm selling Derrick Henry high um, right now, like this week, because I don't I don't see him. And it is a little bit of a uh, a dip in play from last year to this year. And he's getting older and he is a bigger guy and he might be built different and all this other stuff. But I just want to get out. Um, if you can trade away Derrick Henry in a piece and go get another running back that you feel comfortable with that's a little younger, I would do and it. And try to get Bijan. <clears throat> Derrick Henry and a wide receiver for Bijan or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Especially if a team's starting out one and three and they want to, you know, have some more depth, go for it. Yeah. I mean, I traded away Mostert, Olave, and Tutu Atwell for Christian McCaffrey <laughs> and Drake London <clears throat> selling high off the Mostert game, so. That's a, that's, that's what selling high is. That's the yes. definition of sell high. Just find someone that's a buffoon, yes. sell them on a 30-point <laughs> game, and move on with your life. Yep. Uh, do you think we see Jonathan Taylor this year? Because he's now able to be removed off the pup list, but he is um, saying he still doesn't want to play for the Colts. If he wants to get paid, he'll play um, for the Colts. He could... He could like be in for a few plays and then say he's injured. You know, he'll still get. I think he gets paid still, right? Well, I think that... he's getting paid regardless since he's on the pub list and not uh, as a holdout. I guess you can say. Yeah, but I don't know. That's still up in the air. I'm I'm happy if he does. I'm happy if he doesn't. I, to be honest, I'm a little more happy if he doesn't because I have Zach Moss. <laughs> so. I have well, no I need Taylor. JT to play 
because I have some teams that are desperate and they have JT and Cooper Cup. So now let's rephrase that. Does he play this year at all for any team? I think so. You know, well, whether they have, it's a what, trade, five or six weeks of the trade deadline. Yeah, I think I think he plays. Maybe not for the Colts, but I think he plays. I mean, you can't just you can't tell. just waste a you can't waste a prime year on a running back. Yeah. I mean, Mostert did just fine. He wasted like four prime years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, up next, Giants-Dolphins. If Saquon plays, start him. If he don't play, then the Giants are in trouble. Yeah. Long story much. Yep. Um, If he had to pick Mostert or A-Chan, who are you starting this week? Um, I'm going A-Chan. I don't even – I'm just just give me just give me the young guy who's fast, who's really fast. Sorry. I mean, they're both really fast. And then does Waddle have a bounce back game this week? Um, It's hard to see. It's hard to tell. I mean, because they could just he is get someone up. that's definitely has been playing up to expectation. At least it could just be Tyreek Hill stealing the show and all that. Yeah. But uh, this year he's had at least a 65% snap share in the three games he's played. But only has 16 targets. Yeah. And that's over three games because he did miss week three with a concussion. He needs to pull a AJ Brown and take Tua Tagovailoa on the sideline and be like, hey, where's my uh Where's my cut? Yeah, where's my where are my receptions? Yeah, it's definitely a hard situation with the Dolphins. Next up we got Patriots and Saints. Who you t- who uh does Kamara get another eighty million receptions this week? Uh yeah, for sure. For sure. And then I don't see Derek Carr or Mac Jones having a decent game, so I'm not starting no. either of those quarterbacks. I don't like Derek Carr. Ruined my freaking year last year. <laughs> you sound like you have some uh ill uh intentions with Derek Carr. Yeah, I don't really like I like him as a person. You know, he's probably a good guy, but uh not football. It just looks like a – oh, God. Jesus, sorry. Yeah, those are it just looks like out. a Sid from Toy Story. <laughs> but outside of Kamara and Ramondre Stevenson, I guess Olave too. Yeah. Those are the three people really that hard. I like the most. Yeah, it's really hard to tell with Olave too. I hope he, I hope he has a, a good rest of his year after coming off of that game he had the other day with just one reception for, what was that, like four yards? We we'll also do think Tampa Bay game plan for Olave rather than Michael Thomas. Yeah. So, it was it was a little weird. <clears throat> Jesus. <laughs> you want me to move <laughs> on to the next game? All right. Oh, sorry. My bad. I've been muting the wrong way the entire time. This allergies are destroying me. But uh, <laughs> Raven Steelers, who you got? Uh, I've got the Ravens, and it it's really that's really kind of a hard one because the Steelers defense has been so good. I mean, except going against the Raiders for some reason. 
but they the defense has been stealing games away from other teams. Mm-hmm. So as long as and is Kenny Pickett playing? I said he he might. He's something. questionable right now. So I mean, if if Kenny Pickett plays and he plays all right, I I actually see them kind of putting up like a good fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marlon Humphrey is questionable. I mean, he Rashad Bateman questionable like always. <laughs> Nothing new there. Nothing new. Um, but uh, Pat Fairmouth out for two weeks, two to three weeks. So uh, I don't know. Do you throw? Do you throw? Is George Pickens now a must start? Uh, I don't like anyone on an offense, to be honest with you, outside of Jalen Warren. Yeah. Because even Najee's starting to scare me at this point. He only had 49% of the snap share last week. Jimmy, he did have 14 carries, and Jalen Warren had eight. But they both had 49% of the snap share. So it's a 50-50 split, and I think it keeps slowly tilting towards Jalen Warren more and more every week. Yeah. And the Ravens' defense has been a great defense so far, so we cannot underestimate them. Um, you're talking about a battle of mid earlier. I got another battle of mid for you right now. Bengals, Cardinals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if Joe Burrow plays, does he bounce back? And if he does bounce back, which wide receiver would you want to start? If he does bounce back, uh, I'm only starting Jamar Chase. Uh, T. Higgins. T. Higgins, I think – I mean, he wants to play, but I don't want to play T. Higgins because he's – it seems like when I play him, he's always injured. Or oh, yeah, it seems – This last year has been year, a lot of injuries, it seems. Oh, yeah. And and I remember last year they were like, oh, T. Higgins is going to play. T. Higgins is going to play. He goes out there for one one singular play against the Ravens, and he doesn't play the rest of the game. And I started him. So – I mean, he could play, and then he he catches the ball and he takes a hit, and he's like, "Coach, I'm done." That rib. He's, I'm a basketball he, player now. I ain't a football player. He's this like week. that rib hit. I just I just got hit. It didn't even hit me in the ribs, and I'm done. So he, I'm I'm not starting T Higgins, even if. I mean, I'm I'm just not. I'm just not starting T Higgins. You're only starting Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon, maybe Tyler Boyd. But it's still hard to tell. Tyler Boyd is if You're not Tyler Boyd Joe is iffy. I was about to say Tyler Boyd is iffy if Joe Burrow doesn't play like he usually or like like his healthy he self. He has been. So I'm still not even. Yeah, I'm not starting Tyler Boyd either. Then on the other side, if you're in a super flex league, are you starting Joshua Dobbs? A question I never thought I'd be asking. It depends. But- I think it depends on who your other quarterback is. Like if if tell me tell me like a quarterback. Okay, so let's go to the sleeper projections this week, and I'll tell you the quarterbacks around his tier right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me get it pulled up here. Like Ryan Tannehill or Josh Dobbs. Well, I'm Ryan going... Tannehill is like QB forty-five on the week. Yeah, I'm, every I'm, week. I'm, yeah. I'm so going to Josh Dobbs <laughs> or Russ against the Jets. Oh, you know, I'll go Russ. Josh Dobbs or Derek Carr against the Patriots. Oh, Uh, I'm going Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs or Kenny Pickett against the Ravens. Uh, Josh Dobbs. 
Josh Dobbs or Zach Wilson against Denver. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Zach Wilson on that one. I'm gonna ride the. I'm gonna ride the little. We're gonna hope uh, Russell Wilson's mom is at the game and he's just looking up at her at the stands. I'm dead. <laughs> Joshua Dobbs or Ryan Tannehill. Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs or Mac Jones against the Saints. Um. I'm going to go Mac Jones. Interesting. That's an interesting one, yeah. Last but not least, Josh Dobbs or Daniel Jones. Who is it? Daniel Jones is playing Miami. Miami. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Josh Dobbs. Now it's. Now you He's see, an interesting play at this point now. It is. And now you now you think you can sell him. I mean, I would probably try to sell him high if you're if you're in a dynasty situation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, dude, if you get a second out of it, that's a dub. You can get a second out of that. Well, I don't want to sell either of my quarterbacks. I would still like to have two starting quarterbacks. <laughs> that's just me. So I either have Josh Dobbs or Kenny Pickett, and they're both bad this year, or one's bad and One's playing above expectation at this point. I mean, if, if Kyler Murray comes back, you're not seeing Josh Dobbs ever again. I mean, he could be – actually, he could go to another team and blah, blah, blah. But I would just much rather get a second or a third – at least a third out of it, you know? The alopecia poppy going crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> Next game up, we have Eagles and Rams. Eagles Beginning of the Rams. year, this I would have told you that the Eagles were going to run away with this game. Now the Rams seem to have a pretty steady offense, surprisingly enough. And we could potentially see Cooper Cup back this week. Um, more signs have been pointing to a guaranteed week six return for what I've been seeing so far. But um, with that being said, uh, do you see the Philly backfield doing anything this week? The Philly backfield. Um, it's kind of hard to tell because uh, Aaron Donald is leading that that line. And then mm-hmm. you have DeAndre Swift and um, Gainwell back there. I'm not – I wouldn't be surprised both ways, you know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they do nothing. And then I wouldn't be surprised if they – and if DeAndre Swift they goes out there. They slash gas. Yeah. It's it's kind of fifty fifty for me. Does Puka have another wide receiver one week this week? Yeah, probably so. Maybe his last one. So what you can. <laughs> I mean, I'm holding on to Puka. I'm dying with that shit for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Or if someone sends you a crazy offer, yes. Well, of course, everybody has a price. It's just if you're willing to pay the price is the thing. And, but, and you know what's wild? I saw something like, would you rather have Jackson Smith and Jigba? It named off like Jordan Addison or – and it, it was like uh, – man, it was someone else. And then it was like – or Puka Nakua. And a lot of people put Puka Nakua, and it's crazy because Jordan Addison, uh, JSN, better talents. But it just goes to show that situations matter – Almost more, I would say probably more than talent. Well, I wouldn't even say situations. I mean, I don't even think Puka really had a great chance to prove himself, uh, given he tested relatively average athletically, quote-unquote, for the NFL. 
but game speed and combine speed are two different kinds of things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just think Puka didn't really have a chance to prove himself going to a school like BYU. Yeah. Um, another mid-off game that we have, Jets-Broncos. That's not uh, mid. They're, you're lying to yourself. It, that's very mid. Don't don't, don't you start. They're below mid. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> Does any of the Broncos wide receivers uh, put up decent numbers this week? Um, I exp- if Aaron Rodgers needs to be there for all the games now, okay. Aaron Rodgers needs to be there for every Jets game. I'm not asking about the Jets wide receivers. I'm talking about the Broncos wide receivers. Oh, I'm sorry. I I was reading something. Broncos uh, wide receivers. Listening to me. <laughs> so they're getting called out by Philip Lindsay on the sidelines. Just saying. Yeah, I I didn't really I didn't watch the Broncos Bears game all that much. I was crying uh, until the fourth quarter. I'll just let you know that. <laughs> I don't know how they pulled off that win. Justin, just we just we're happy it happened. They don't ask how; they ask how many. How many we win by? We won by three. That's all that matters. The grace hey, of God uh, was on our side last uh, this past Sunday. Are you starting any Broncos, Broncos wide receivers? If you have yes. any, who are you starting? Uh, well, I was asking you the question, but since you're asking me the question now, uh, uh, if I had to start one, probably Jerry Judy, but even then, he still has at least five targets every week, so he's getting some of the volume. Uh, Cortland Sutton has gotten five, seven, eleven, and five, and with that eleven target game. Uh, was actually against Miami, so I don't know if we even count that game because they were just having to throw since they were down by, you know, 50. But if I had to start one, probably – or actually, I'd probably start Sutton. He seemed to be the uh, more favorable target at this point. Yeah, I, I would say the same thing, but at the same time, I would say I'm not starting any Broncos wide receivers. Um, are you picking This is up... more of a uh, fill-in on buys. Like if you have Amari Cooper, yeah. you're probably starting yeah. Sutton. Are you picking up Jaleel McLaughlin off waiver wire? Until we figure out what's up with this running back room, it's all of a sudden Javante Williams is looking not the best. Samaje is kind of just as expected. Um, I'm definitely stashing him for sure and just kind of seeing what happens if I have the bench yeah. space for it. Yeah. Uh, is Javante, is he still – uh, suffered a hip flexor injury. Isn't expected to miss much miss much time. Might be out for a week. <clears throat> I'm stashing him just in case. Yeah, for sure. Because he, he looked did. pretty, pretty yeah. explosive. Yeah, he looked pretty good. I I saw a few plays of him playing. So, but then Jets wise, you already talked about Garrett Wilson. Um, Brees Hall, hopefully. He starts doing something besides getting like 10 touches a game. Uh, he's too talented to not be explosive. And yeah. it just needs to start happening here sooner rather than later if they want to have a chance to uh, win more games. But whenever you're having eight-man boxes the entire time, it's kind of hard to do anything. Yeah. Uh, KC versus Minnesota. This is potentially a high-scoring game if the Vikings cannot turn over the ball eight times. 
And on the other side, Patrick Mahomes could also throw for 500 yards this week. Because <laughs> that defense that in Minnesota back. is looking god-awful. Yeah, but, it's not looking good at all. Are you starting any Chiefs wide receivers at this point? Never. Never. It's, yeah, it's looking rough. I don't know who Patrick Mahomes is throwing the ball to, but he's throwing it to somebody, and it ain't a huge wide receiver. I could tell you that. Yeah. Uh, we thought it was Kadarius be Tony Rice. had two targets. <laughs> Sky Moore had two targets. Rasheed Rice had five targets, so he might be the right receiver to have at this point. And then, of course, Travis Kelsey does the whole Travis Kelsey thing and has nine targets. So Is, is Isaiah Pacheco a must-start now? No. No, you don't think so still? I still think he is a mid to back end RB2. Uh, he just had some fortunate game scripts the past couple weeks. He runs he runs hard. I was watching That's that what's dude. going to get him hurt, in my opinion. Yeah, he runs like he runs like Forrest Gump. He he runs like Bobby Boucher trying to get someone that said that water sucked. <laughs> it's he runs like he's a beat, like just someone stole his last cookie and he's going to get his cookie back. That's what he yeah. runs like. He's, yeah, was, he's going to tear a hammy or something. Yeah, he's going to bust his knee up. Uh, Sunday night game, your beloved Cowboys against the Niners. Hopefully it's a good game. Hopefully it's not one-sided either way. Yeah. Is Christian McCaffrey a much start? Yeah, for sure. No, he's you not. have to. You have to. <laughs> If you have, no, what are you if, talking about? You don't have if you to. have if you have Christian McCaffrey, you have to start him. Well, yes, that's that's it, a very obvious matter. question. But uh, do you see Ayuk having a bounce back game? Oh, he didn't have a he had a pretty good game last week, actually. Well, I six see for one forty eight. Me per obvious. I mean, Who, no, I don't know which San obvious, Francisco but... wide receiver would you start this week? I'm starting. If you had Brandon space Ayuk. for one, Ayuk or Debo, I do Ayuk. Fair enough. Because I think Stephon Gilmore is going to be on. Wait, no. I don't care. I'm doing Ayuk. That's it. Ayuk's the one. Yeah. Uh, is Jake Ferguson a must start if you have a tight end position in your league? Um, I think this week he. I think he has a good case for it this week. Let's say if you're streaming the position, I would probably just start. Jake Ferguson until further notice at this point personally. Yeah. Yeah. She's had three games of seven targets already. Yeah. So. And then does Tony Pollard fall into the end zone this week? That's hard to tell. Um if you're doing an anytime touchdown bet, are you betting the yes or the oof. no? That's hard. Uh I'm gonna go with it's like a it's like a coin flip. I'm going to go with yeah. And then last gonna... question for that game. How many touchdowns does McCaffrey score this week? He's on a 13-game streak of at least scoring one touchdown. I think he scores one touchdown. Just it? Just one? Just one. I think he'll have a, a touchdown, and he'll run for like 60 yards. Only 60? Yeah, he'll run for like 60, 70, maybe 80. I see and, him going for 108 on 23 carries. And he'll and have four a lot receptions of receptions for 32 yeah. yards and a touchdown. 
I say like five receptions. I think total for the fantasy points this week is about twenty-seven. Yeah, That's just my a, guess. a quarterback. Just a just a normal Christian McCaffrey game at this point. Yeah. And the last game of the week, Green Bay and Las Vegas. Um, as of now, Jimmy Garoppolo is questionable, so it could be the Aiden O'Connell show. Woo! Um, if Jimmy Garoppolo plays, I know you already hate Josh Jacobs, so you're saying he's going to bust this week. But if Aiden O'Connell plays, I believe that Josh Jacobs is, of course, a must-start because you draft him in the second round, so you're probably starting him regardless. Yeah. But he's even a more of a must-start since he did have uh, 11 targets this past week. Jeez, man. So Aiden O'Connell did like dumping it off to him. And people say he's not a receiving back. I beg to differ. Did um, you see Aiden I- O'Connell play? He looked like uh, Officer Doofy. I could tell you that. <laughs> I didn't watch much of the Raiders game, unfortunately. No, he he's um, a little stash. He um he actually doesn't look too bad throwing the ball. He can sling it. I mean, him and Derek or him and Jimmy G are probably just the same quarterback in two different bodies at this point. <laughs> but uh, Green Bay wise. Are we starting Watson, Dobbs, and Aaron Jones if you have them? Um, I'm or if you're not, not starting, starting one of them, who I'm would not you not start? Aaron Jones. I'm not starting Aaron Jones. I'm starting Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. I think Romeo Dobbs might be the one. I think he might I be the he, one. A. Eh? I I think he has. I think he is the main target, and then I think. Christian Watson is just the the deep threat. Stretch. Yeah, I mean this year, these past two weeks, Romeo Dobbs has had twelve and thirteen targets. Yeah, so he's been getting peppered with these things. Three touchdowns on the year. Last two weeks, he had seventy three and ninety five yards, respectfully, or perspective. I don't know. Anyways, why can't I think of that word? Of course, we're starting Devontae Adams. We're starting Jacoby Myers. Uh, I think so. And then last but not least, is A.J. Dillon droppable? Yeah, at this point. Because, like, even yep. whenever Aaron Jones was out, he could not get it done. At I also point, think that A.J. Dillon is not him. Not at all. He is droppable now. But that's it for the games. Do you have any other last words? Um, sell Christian Kirk, sell Justin Fields, sell Derrick Henry, uh, in your super deep leagues, sell Josh Dobbs, sell, are we selling Romeo Dobbs? Ooh, I don't know. I think, I think we keep him. I think we keep that one. He has so much, I mean, 13 targets. 12 and 13. Come on. Back-to-back weeks. I think I'm going to keep him. I would like him on my team, actually. I did try to trade Romeo Dobbs for Devon Achan before the season started. Ooh. If you would have offered me Romeo Dobbs for uh, before the season, I don't know. But I would have thought about that really hard. Yeah, because I sent it to one of our friends. and even offered a third on top of it. And they never responded to me, so I withdrew the trade. So. It is what it is. Until next time, 
This has been the Fat Boy Fantasy Football Podcast. Appreciate y'all for listening. Like, comment, subscribe, and all everything else that the YouTube people say. And hope y'all have a great day. <laughs>